I'm Matt. I'm Rachel. And welcome to episode eight of the Tim's Take Podcast. That means Oliver's eight weeks old tomorrow. I know. I realized that literally as I wrote at the top of my notes, episode eight. I was like, wait a second. Does that mean? Yes, it means tomorrow, a Saturday, he's eight weeks old. He's growing so much. Okay, you want to say more about that? or <laughs> My facial expression was communicating more, and only you can see that. But right. it was communicating excitement, sadness at how quickly this is all going, the whole kit and caboodle, as you might say. Other people also say kit and caboodle. I've only ever heard you use that expression, so I'm going to assign it to you. <laughs> it's a great expression, so I'll, I'll stick with it. Yeah, he is growing. He has grown. Eight weeks is both a long time and not that long, really think about we estimated he's put on in the last few weeks a couple of pounds which then when you think that's more than 20 percent of his body weight you think wow that kid is really putting on weight and growing fast also explains why my mid back might be strained there was a moment this week when matt was changing a diaper in the middle of the night and i thought he was going to be stuck permanently hovering over the diaper changing table because his back hurts so bad so sore i mean this really should be my low it wasn't but it should be the height of both the bassinet and the changing table are very awkward for my height i have to bend just slightly which is the worst kind of bending i think if you don't have to fully commit to a bend so yeah my mid back is a little strained but oh well oh well you survived I survived. I'm still here. It's worse at night because then you lay down and it seizes up and I feel really old. Shall we dive into some lows? Let's do it. All right, you're up. I'm going to kick us off this week. Okay, my low is a selfish, self-centered low, but it is the fact that after having a baby and being pregnant and going through this whole process, my body has changed a lot in many ways. And in many empowering ways, it is stronger. But I do not like having to buy a whole new wardrobe, basically, during COVID. I've never really liked online shopping because you can't try things on and you never know how things are going to fit. And trying to do that all right now when you're having to order things and then return things, it's just a lot. And it's stressful to have to think about how your body has changed and maybe ways you would rather it not have. And that's just been hard this week. I listened to a podcast, another podcast, uh, called Coffee and Crumbs this week about body image. And this podcast specifically is focused on motherhood journey and the experience of moms. And they talked a lot about how women focus a lot on trying to get back to the size we once were, like, before pregnancy yeah before pregnancy like maintaining the status quo and how that's just an unhealthy way to view our bodies it's not what our goal should be yeah um but there's a lot of pressure for that to be your thing and it's like yeah that's exactly how i thought of this as soon as that six week mark passed when i give myself a lot of grace (laughs) six weeks passed and then it was like okay i need to whip myself back into shape and i need to fit into all the clothes that i used to fit into and like get my body exactly back like it was but my body's gonna be different from the time that oliver was conceived until forever because i have a baby and yeah he's 
going to grow up and, you know, but my body's going to be affected by having given birth for the rest of my life. My um, body has also apparently been affected by you giving birth. <laughs> yes, that's true. From and having a kid. Might be more affected by the fact that COVID has shut down our gym in the complex. Yes. So, but I also feel affected as evidenced by the fact that I wear athletic shorts way more around the house than I ever have. Yeah. I mean, I'm still wearing my maternity clothes because they're the most comfortable. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. My low isn't that I have to get a new wardrobe because my body has changed. My low is that I feel pressure and mm. am grappling with all that society says that I should be or become now that I'm not pregnant. Well, it's so hard, right? You have to find healthy for you. And when that shifts, I think it's hard to calibrate because then all those voices start yelling again. Right. On the Coffee and Crumbs podcast, they were referencing how now that they have young kids, really their goal for health now is that in 40, 50 years when they become grandparents, that they want to be the kind of grandparents that are on the floor grandparents. So they're mm. with their grandkids playing on the ground, doing stuff, and that they're healthy and strong enough to be able to do that. And now that's their motivating goal. So it's not about what size you are or your weight or any of that. It's really, can you be strong enough to, yeah, still be there and still be present for obviously your own kids, but then your kids' kids. And maybe that's the way to kind of frame these conversations and I found that really helpful but my low is that we just aren't always the best at encouraging each other to view things in that light yeah that's a fair low I didn't know that that was kind of going on for you this week oh yeah I hate buying things online right now (laughs) but you do it so much so I tend to think that you like it because you do so much of it I don't do so much of it well, you have during COVID because you yeah. didn't have other options and you needed new things. Right. So I've seen you order way more than way I used more to. than I've ever seen before. And then return a lot more than I've ever used to. Oh, yeah, to. for sure. You have kept very little of what has been shipped to our apartment. So which is a weird cycle. I never used to be that person. I always feel bad about returning <laughs> things. <laughs> like I'm going to offend the shopkeeper of the Old Navy. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Of course. I wonder how many things you've kept because you just didn't want to return. Oh, a fair amount. I've gotten a lot better about it because I realize now that that is an unhealthy behavior. But back a few years ago, oh, I kept everything because I felt bad. Even if you didn't like it. Oh, yeah. I I recognize it's a problem. We don't have to process all of your clothing. (laughs) That's not the podcast. Yeah, that's not the podcast. That's a spinoff podcast, The Tim's Closet. But let me talk about Milo. I don't know if this was a low low, but as I was trying to think, this came to mind. On Thursday night, we had a Zoom small group meeting. So this is the lowest amount of availability and commitment and interference with your life that you can imagine a social anything being, right? Because you don't have to go anywhere. It's purely over Zoom. You can mute and turn off video. And I was just kind of amazed at how, not stressful, but... How much mental effort and thinking through it took with Oliver to try to participate in any way. And I knew this was coming, of course. Part of me hoped there was, I don't know, we were going to have some sort of miracle epiphany that would eradicate any challenges in scheduling from our lives and everything would just be easier than for anyone else in the history of mankind. But the reality is 
he complicates life and particularly doing things in the evening is just way more challenging so we're just beginning to navigate that because we have very little in the evenings right now obviously but that was just something to grieve we've talked i think in the past about naming things and recognizing when it's a loss from what we had before and it's an okay loss but it remains a loss but that was one of those moments where it's like oh yeah this is going to be harder for a long time so i think you said to me this week you know i've always felt for other parents as they try to schedule especially small groups and church things with young kids but this was the first time i really understood the challenges you're scheduling in between their stuff and they're not always the most consistent and it's difficult it's hard how do people get together i mean obviously with covid right now that doesn't happen but outside of covid it's hard to imagine a group of young families getting together because they're managing completely different schedules with their kids and it's gonna be a challenge yeah i mean that's certainly a gift as a pastor this is making me way more empathetic towards people and their challenges of engaging in church life and all the different ways that looks i feel like i definitely get it on a different level than just why aren't they more committed (laughs) you know which yeah not that i fully thought that i understood i think before but you do just understand it a different way so that was my low this week shall we move on yeah leave the lows behind now that we spent maybe half the podcast on lows oh boy let's talk about highs my high came this past monday night when rachel had a video call for a board that she is a member of and so it was up to me to take oliver feed him bathe him read him a book and put him down for bed and i achieved that and he was asleep by the time rachel was done with her call that felt like a real achievement especially the most complicated part was getting him out of the bath how do you get him out of the bath into the towel because usually we do that as a two-man or one man one woman operation where you pass the soaking wet baby straight into the towel that's waiting to just wrap around them so in this case you know i actually the towel has a little corner on it that makes a hood and i actually ended up having that kind of backwards because it was over my shoulder but then i'm bringing his face up into my shoulder so oh i'm sad i missed that yeah we worked it all out but that was a little stressful for me but i achieved it i got him wrapped up i got him dry got him put to bed we finished reading the trains book so i felt very accomplished as a father that felt like a kind of rite of passage to watch him and not just watch him but go through a number of things like that so yeah that was a high. it was a gift for me to come out of that meeting everything was taken care of he was asleep i mean you said to me i would like to do this every night please i did not <laughs> say that i love putting oliver to bed but every once in a while i'm happy to have you take those take the lead i get that i mean we usually do it together but yeah that was my high what's yours my high is oliver his stares at especially the way he makes eye contact with me and matt is just pretty remarkable he doesn't necessarily show a lot of recognition for things his attention span is very short but when he looks into our eyes you know he has this recognition and this trust, which is really amazing. Is the look he gives you a look of trust? Because sometimes I think he's just giving me a look where he's trying to 
kind of puzzle out what I'm doing there. Sometimes it's a look of shock or, <laughs> you know, dismay. But most of the time, it feels like a look of trust. Okay. Even this week, I was over at my mother-in-law's house, and she was holding Oliver, and Oliver was still looking right at me. And she's like, wow, he knows where you are. He can hear your voice, and he hones in on where you're at. And that's something really beautiful. I mean, it makes sense. He's around us, obviously, the most time out of anyone and by a long shot by a long (laughs) shot but it's it's felt rewarding after weeks of this that clearly we're building that relationship and he knows us yeah and it's just yeah it's a really beautiful part of the season well my high i already said my high. (laughs) it is late for matt (laughs) oh dear shall we move on to takes your take Take it away. (laughs) All right. My take is just a piece of advice. Actually, this is a piece of advice for anyone, but particularly for those of you listening who are about to become new parents. I don't know if that's anyone, but if anyone ever does listen to this as they're about to become a new parent. There you go. Here's a piece of advice. And like I said, I think it actually applies to everyone. Get yourself a really good laundry rack. I'm the one in the household who does almost all the laundry. That's a little less true now that I'm back at work. And Thank sometimes you. laundry has to be done midweek. But if we're talking percentages in our marriage of laundry, I'm still at 99%. Matt's got that lockdown. Yeah. And I was doing laundry, I think, while Rachel was still pregnant. And we have a small laundry rack that fits. We don't have a laundry room. We kind of have a small laundry hallway. That's not quite right either. But it's going out towards the garage. And I put that out, and I just thought, this is not going to be enough space for a baby's clothes, even though baby's clothes are so small. Are very small. And so kind of on a whim, I did some research, and I put a really robust laundry rack onto our registry. Industrial, it it feels like. Well, I don't know about industrial, but it is. To me, it feels like industrial. And I will provide a link because I highly recommend this. It's a little pricier, but someone obviously gave it to us, so that was very kind of them. And... This thing is a tank of a laundry rack, and it has made all the difference. We can put it out on our patio, and especially here, we get a lot of sun, and so the sun also has a bleaching effect on stains, which is amazing. It's remarkable. I had no idea about this, but the sun gets poop out of things like nothing else. Yeah, but this laundry rack has two tiers. I just, I love it. Every time I put it up, I have so much satisfaction in its ability to hold so much clothing. And I just recommend it. Not just this laundry rack, but make sure you've invested in your laundry equipment properly. It feels a bit like Mary Poppins bag that you just can keep pulling things out. You had no idea. This is like you can just keep putting things on and there's just always more room. Yeah. When I was thinking about this take, I was actually shocked that I hadn't talked about laundry yet. Yeah, me too. Isn't that amazing? Because I feel very passionately about laundry. Oh, we know. This is why Matt does the laundry for clarification is that... At the start of our marriage, I did some of the laundry and then was quickly judged and told that I was doing the laundry wrong. <laughs> I don't even remember this. And so rather... I mean, it, sounds, it sounds right, but... <laughs> rather than argue about it, I said, great, you can do the laundry for the rest of our marriage. And since then, we've which worked out a good people, system. Which some people would have interpreted what Rachel was saying as, you are offending me with your neuroses. Can we please talk about this and work it out? 
My response was, great, I will do the laundry. <laughs> and it works out for me. And here we are. Here we are. So that's my take. Get yourself a real good laundry rack. That's a great take. What's your take? My take is that feeling ill while you have a kid oh, man. is a horrible, horrible thing. I don't know how this wasn't your low, even though it happened to how me. How is this not your low? Well, <laughs> I don't know, but this is going to be my take is that being sick with a kid sucks. So on. I had forgotten about this. That's why it wasn't my low. On Wednesday, maybe I was feeling fine throughout the day. And then at night we had had dinner. Everything was fine. We were putting Oliver to bed and I just didn't feel great. I was really cold. I didn't have a fever. We checked my temperature, but I was just really cold. And I wasn't sure. It had been hot outside, so we had had the air running pretty full blast all day. Thought maybe that was it, but I just kept getting colder. And then to the point where I was kind of shaking a lot. And it was very strange. This is not a normal occurrence that happens. I'm starting to think, okay, how do I manage staying home for 14 days now? Of course, yeah, your mind kind of freaks out about all the health things that are happening, which did not you know, do anything but contribute to this getting worse. Yeah. But my body just kind of reacted and it was very strange. Oliver is now asleep, but we're now getting ready for bed ourselves. I'm still shaking. I'm still cold. I am just feeling miserable. It is not going well. And the whole time Oliver is asleep, but I just keep thinking, yeah, how am I going to take care of this kid when I am sick? This is awful. And it is obviously inevitable at some point in our lives, and we kind of took it right now, but a very brief window. It was. Oh, yeah. I'd hardly. <laughs> I have this memory of my parents both being sick, and it was like, boys, fend for yourselves. Oh, Good luck. man. So it's more a take and then a future dread of being <laughs> sick. Anyway, I ended up throwing up. I think I had food poisoning yeah. of some sort. I remember leaning over the toilet and just thinking, I do not want to do this again and again the next couple of days while I have to take care of a child. And so I really hope this is it, one and done. And thankfully, it was. It did not bring back good memories of morning sickness. Yeah. And yeah, so that's my take is that, man, being sick and having to take care of a little human being who, as much as... I think he loves us, has zero ability to empathize or fend for himself while letting us take care of ourselves. And so that's going to be a day. But I, you still did. You were shaking and feeding him. I was. It was time. quite. I mean, you were also starting to melt down, but he was, still, he was still feeding. So you were still doing it. Just like one day you will do it. Oh. Even if you're sick, you'll take care of him. Yeah, I mean, luckily you were you were holding the ship together. But if both of us go down in the future, I yeah, that will make for quite a podcast. Let me tell you, there will be stories from the cave. We hope that episode never happens. <laughs> anyway, that's my take. That is a good take. Well, on that note, on the note of you throwing up on Wednesday night. Oh. <laughs> we'll be back next week no we should say if you have a story about throwing up no please don't please, please don't email don't. us that but if you have a question a comment or anything like that the mailbag is always open timstake at gmail.com we welcome voice memos asking questions as well and 
Until next week, I'm Matt. I'm Rachel. And that is your tin steak. Anyway, cut all that out. That that was that was nonsense. I don't know what I was saying. We're recording this at night, so it's <laughs> Well, now I'm tempted to keep it in because of Rachel's That's close to some of the animal sounds that I make <laughs> when I read the book to Oliver. <laughs> oh gosh. Maybe this will be a blooper reel at the end of the episode.